pandemonium reigns. Yo, guess who's back? Back again. Michael's back. Tell a friend. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know what to do with myself, my dude, because we were at Florida together. We were at Alabama together. And I know it was UT Martin, but I feel like a piece of my heart was missing this weekend. Yeah, it didn't feel right to not be in Neyland Stadium, did it? Well, I was going about being with you, but sure, yeah, Neyland Stadium. I see how- you, me, Neyland Stadium. It's just a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful relationship. Yeah, man. So we're here. We're back. We're back with an Orange Cast here to talk Tennessee, and it's an exciting time for Volunteer fans everywhere. However, I will say, so I'm pick. We're picking up a little bit of steam on this TikTok thing. I think it has a lot to do with the success of the volunteers, but it seems like they're kind of coming out of nowhere. (laughs) Wow. We appreciate it, but wow. Yeah. Like, like I'm not talking about like ball fans, like air quote right here, you know, like, like I'm going to your profile and this is your first ever post about the balls. I have questions. I have questions. Hey, you know what we don't have questions about? Tennessee's offense. Bro, read my mind. (laughs) Tennessee's offense. Hendon Hooker with a solid performance, even though about midway through the second quarter, obviously you and I are texting. I'm going, get him out. Yes, dude. Yes, absolutely. So, so thoughts, um, I mean – the only thing that I want to say before we move on, and I get your thoughts on Tennessee, the offensive side of the ball, is is Princeton Fant a better quarterback than Spencer Rattler? Ready? Go. Yes. Yes, he is 100%. There is no doubt. Check the completion percentage and the stats, and <laughs> there is no question in my mind. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Tennessee's offense, several dudes touch the ball. Several dudes with carries, several dudes with receptions. And I, okay, I just want to set this and maybe just use this kind of as a launching pad, if you will. I feel like Ramel Keaton could have made any roster he wanted to. I feel like he's good enough to be on any roster. I feel like he's good enough to be on a Bama roster, especially this year, on a Georgia roster, especially this year. But he stayed and he caught five catches for 77 yards. And you and I were so tickled that he got his uh not one but two first touchdowns on the season man he just deserves it so much for sticking around if nothing else than that but you know my mind and my heart light up when I hear him talk about not putting in the work not being able to be mad at the situation going back to the Florida week Mm -hmm. uh coming off that huge catch that he had and huge game that he had Mm -hmm. uh because as we talked about that wasn't his only play in that game of significance so yeah couldn't be happy for him, man, especially when a guy sticks around at Tennessee. And as, despite all the transfers lost, there was a ton like him that stuck around. Mm-hmm. Love those guys. Really grateful for him. And super, super happy when they have breakout moments like Ramel's had this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, feel like he could be on any roster. So Completely agree. So props to him for, again, catching his first two scores on the season. Let's see if we can figure out very quickly where he is at on the year. 20 catches, 357 yards. Oh, I've 
they're showing three touchdowns for him. He caught he caught that bomb from Milton. Um, oh, that's right. I'll say to Akron. Yes, yes, I don't know. yes. Um, okay. But yeah, he caught that bomb from from Milton, which I forgot about as well. I just now saw that that third one there, and I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, props to him. All right, so let's just uh, let's just make our way out on the outside of the uh, of the ball and work our way in. I mean, what more can you say about Jalen Hyatt at this point? Gosh. Yeah, man. I mean, he's gosh, just laser focused. He didn't want to. He he like barely got tackled on his five, his six receptions against Alabama. Mm-hmm. He continued that yesterday. <laughs> he just he caught it short, took it to the house. I mean, mm-hmm. burning burning people so Prince Stefan could hit him. Mm-hmm. One hundred and seventy four yards on seven receptions. I mean, uh, oh, here's a thought that you and I talked about, or that I text you about. I think my yardage prediction for Hyatt. And Jabari Small was like 825, 875. Dude's already at 769 <laughs> through seven games. So maybe it would have been different if Tillman would have been healthy all this time, but he's going to blow that eight, 800 number out of the water that I had. Yeah, you um, you said 75 catches, 825 yards, eight scores, which he's at 12 <laughs> scores. And I said 42 catches, 650 yards. And six sessions. I just so we I, I put that on TikTok, y'all. I'm just gonna go ahead and delete that. Yeah, don't go looking for it. <laughs> we're just gonna pretend that it never happened. Yeah, yeah. But super happy for Keaton, like we talked about. Love to see Squirrel White getting in. And yeah, you know, it just feels like he's gonna be behind defenses the way that Jalen Hyatt has been this year going forward. So mm-hmm. loved him getting time. Uh, saw a bunch of those guys out there on the field that didn't necessarily make catches, but loved it mm-hmm. um, and thought that the receivers had a an A or an A-plus day. And I'll, I'll talk about this now, and it, I'll, it applies for every group, but they didn't take UT Martin as this noon game, homecoming game. They, yeah. they took it like it was Kentucky uh, next week or something. You know, they were super focused, I thought, mm-hmm. executed well. And like I said, that'll apply for every group, but certainly mm-hmm. to these receivers mm-hmm. and loved what I saw from them. Yeah, I, I want to piggyback off that just for a second. Very pleased with that. Was dreading a potential Alabama high and then some lackluster performance, but uh, that we didn't get that. I will say I was a little, and maybe this is just me being greedy, knowing who we are at this point in the season with our second and third string, you know, allowing the scores that we did. I get it. I mean, we're, we're yeah. down deep into the depth chart at that point, but – Taven Jackson, you know, one for two. Joe Milton, four for seven. I think Williams Thomas got three carries. Yeah, he did three carries, nine yards. So just not a lot of production there. And my mind, after this was over, I never texted you this. My mind immediately went Negaval. I mean, like fast, bro. <laughs> I was like, this is this is this is Butch Jones all over again. We're only giving reps to the starters, and 2017 is gonna show its head again. And we're going to be right back. Courtney goes, you just need to go take a nap. Just go take a nap. <laughs> that a girl. That a girl <laughs> oh, man. Well, we, we only need to think like that until we actually see it. Because at this yeah. rate, there's just no sign of that. Yeah. So, All right. So, receivers, let's do this episode a little bit different. Let's give that – let's give grades to the position group. And I... before you give this grade, just keep in mind, they, they accounted for 495 yards of offense as a receiving core. <laughs> I don't care if you're UT Martin or Alabama. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of numbers just for receiving. 
Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm still I'm gonna stick. I'll stick with a an A. Ah, no, A plus, man. They played A plus yeah. ball. They, like I said, you wouldn't have known that it was UT Martin. They they looked focused and didn't care who they were playing. They were like, we're gonna do what we've been doing. Yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more production from a Brew McCoy, but I'm not gonna hold that against him just because he yeah. get the targets. I thought that we were trying to get blocks on the edge on our screens and we we're blocking downfield and the numbers were just ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with you, bro. I'm gonna give it an A plus. Let's make our way to the backfield and talk rushing. Dylan Sampson leading the way 13 carries 62 yards with a long of a 45. There it is. That's, that's your telling stat right there. But as a, as a whole, you know, what do you think? Yeah, um, pretty pretty solid day there again. I love, love, dude, I love that between Jalen Wright and Jabari Small, they got 17 carries. And mm-hmm. as a team, we still ran for over 200 yards. So mm-hmm. I love that we did it without having to – not that we had to do anything yesterday, but that we didn't just force their carries or force their numbers. And, you know, it, it is going to be harder for Jabari Small or someone to hit that number that we projected for him. Mm-hmm. But their performance to me is still good. Mm-hmm. I'll go with a B plus here because if you take out that big run for Dylan Sampson, his runs are not just absolutely beautiful or what you'd love to see against you, Martin. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of those, he was running with the second and third team teamers on the offensive line as well. So B B plus for me for the running backs. Um, just another solid day in love that we didn't put much stress on Jabari or Jalen. Yeah, I'm with you, and I can agree to that. I do want to recap our predictions for small this point in the year. I don't know if you remember this not or if you have it written down, but you said 150 carries on the year, 825 yards. And uh, just to pull this up very quickly, he is at 89 carries on the year, 397 yards. I said 170 carries, a little over 1,000 with 1,050. You said 10 scores. I said eight scores he's got eight <laughs> so as a as a running back unit I'm, I'm pleased with it you know I I would have been fine if had we not rolled out small or right at all to be honest yeah. with you yep. I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was necessary however uh, hooker had four carries 28 yards which is four more carries than I wanted I wanted him to have yeah absolutely and maybe it's just the conservative in, in me. I, I do have a naturally conservative uh, personality. <clears throat> I just didn't want – I wanted him out of there. I did not want him carrying the ball. Like, throw it away, do not. All I could see was the Tillman-Akron game situation all over again. Yeah. And, and you know, with what we've been through for the last 15, 20 years, you know, since 2008, whatever, hard – Hard for me to not feel that way. I feel sure like it, I feel like it's justified. So, you gave what to the running backs? A B? Yeah, B, B plus. I'll say B. Okay. I didn't feel like the offensive line did a great job in the running departments, yeah. but also felt like there were some lanes there, and they didn't they didn't make the cut, or well, they, did, they didn't hit it. So, I'm actually going to go a little bit lower that and just say like a C plus. Okay. Don't love that. I feel like a UT Martin that your starting running back in the SEC should have a little bit better production than three yards of carry yeah. than, than 3.2 yards of carry for right. So don't love it. Don't hate it. I'm happy with it. I get it. At the end of the day, it, it, it's UT Martin. So sure. whatever. 
in just a little bit, tight ends, because Princeton Fant has made a conversation for us here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Princeton Fant as a blocker, Jacob Warren as a blocker, uh, nothing to complain about for me there. Sure. Um, Princeton Fant as a fullback or an H-back, absolutely nothing for me to complain about there. And I think Hopple joked about it. I uh, don't exactly know the context of his quote, but he was talking about Princeton making a pretty special throw on that touchdown to Jalen. And he, he was about to get popped. He, I mean, he yeah. just put it up there and he probably could have thrown it with his, his non-primary hand and got it to him <laughs> as open as he was. But yeah, everything but receiving Princeton Fant, I am great with. Um, he, he dropped a touchdown and, yeah. you know, it's like he makes one of those plays per game and mm -hmm. is what it is. Like we've talked about, we can't wait to see some really, really athletic, viable, awesome tight ends in the system because the plays will be there for them. Yeah. We've proven that um, they, they were dudes that were running open last year and were making plays last year. And they're maybe Princeton fan only has done, has dropped off just a little bit in the receiving department. But again, outside of that, that drop touchdown, I don't know what more you could ask for, especially with him cutting that run to the outside, man, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then he, he, he scores on basically a fullback dive again. <laughs> um, but just all things considered, dropping the touchdown does stick with me a little bit vividly. Um, I'll go C plus for the mm -hmm. tight ends just because that's going to be the primary thing you look for for them. Yeah, for sure. So, again, Colton was at the house yesterday, and we're watching this game together, and he goes, wait a second, 88. That's a – that's that, that's that dude that scored that fullback dive last week. He goes, wait a second. What is he? Is he a, is he a tight end? What is he a running back? And I said, I said, well, in his time here, he's been a tight end. He's been a linebacker. He's been a receiver. He's been a running back. Didn't we even line him up at, or, or, or work him out at tackle under the Pruitt era a little bit? Dude, I think so. Hey, here's I, what you could have said. Here, here's what you could have said. You could have said, He's a businessman. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Mike, one. Henry, zero. So, <laughs> oh, yes. There you go. So, I'll, I'll give the I'll give C plus to the tight ends as well. You didn't make a presence, but you didn't you you didn't do anything to catch negative attention. This, I guess, the best way that I know to say that. You were kind of absent. Yeah, I mean you you yeah. just you just you just weren't there. You have no catches. You got sorry, you got one catch as a unit for Prince of Fant, like you said, mentioned. You got the drop touchdown. Yeah, okay. C plus. Whatever. Yeah. Let's talk. My hero, your hero, everybody's yes. hero. Can't spell hero without Hendon. Can't spell <laughs> Hendon without hero. Yeah. Can't spell I'm going to stop. Never mind. <laughs> In a hooker, 18 for 24, 276 yards, three touchdowns, QBR, 90.6. Sheesh. Man, that dude. The, all, all I'll say is the campaign continues, man, that he didn't do anything yesterday to halt or put a damper on his Hosman campaign. It, the campaign marches on. Mm -hmm. um, what, you know, if, if my quarterback – had thrown four touchdowns in this game all in the second half against Iowa. Well, that wouldn't be my quarterback. That would be CJ Stroud. So um, we're talking about Hendon Hooker again. You wouldn't know that we were playing UT Martin. You wouldn't know that it was homecoming. Right. You wouldn't know that you put up so many points so quick that fans were fouling out in the third quarter, not coming back for the second half. 
mm-hmm. played like it was an SEC opponent, played like like he's heading to New York later in the season. I mean, just love the guy. Um, wish he, again, I also wish he had either – I wish he either had zero rushing attempts or I wish he had like four rushing attempts like he had for like 200 yards or something if the math <laughs> could work out on that, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah. He played absolutely fine. I'm going to go with just a standard A because it was UT Martin. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm gonna do the exact same thing, the exact same thing. I just don't know what else you want out of him in that scenario. You did that all in a half. And 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 credit to – I don't know if we said this or not yet. Credit to UT Martin. You know, they're, they're, they're really solid. U, uh, yeah. UCF, a UCL, a solid FCS program. I am – I don't feel vindicated – but I do feel pretty dang good about rubbing it in Jason Simpson's face a little bit. Absolutely. So and Hendon breaks the record that we pointed at as Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh the most attainable record that he would have a chance for coming into the season with the consecutive games with the touchdown pass thrown. Mm-hmm. That was his nineteenth such game. He, I mean, I can't see a scenario where he's healthy and he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. I mean, this offense is special. You're already through Alabama, which was one of the games that I was worried about him throwing one in. So, mm-hmm. if he throws one against Georgia, a touchdown pass, you would think he'll throw one against everybody. Yeah. Um, that's just the way he's played. He's safe with the ball. He's just so, so match made in heaven for this offense and so glad, so glad that he's here. Um, but, yeah, just an A game for me because of UT Martin. Absolutely. Let's talk about that list for a second. You sent that to me uh, during the game there, and obviously Hooker now leads that as 19 straight consecutive games throwing a touchdown pass. Now behind him, Heath Schuler, 18 games. And the one that surprised you and I, sitting at third with 13 games, Tony Robinson. Yeah. In that 84-85 stretch, uh, just happens to be – the year that we beat Miami in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> I do know that we have one regular Miami listener. So I'm just going <laughs> to throw that in there for him. We do have to talk about that on the other podcast, by the way. Miami and Duke. Oh, boy. Yes, we do. Oh, boy. Oof. Casey Clawson at four with 12, 12 games consecutive. Eric Ainge at fifth with 11 consecutive games, tied with Peyton at 11 consecutive games. And the one that surprises me – more than anything, and I think you might have pointed out the reasoning here, but Tyler Bryce sitting at 10 from that 2010-2011 stretch, that has to be the Georgia game where he got hurt. Has to yeah. be the reason for that. Because that streak died there in the 2011 season. So, if you know, if he didn't throw one in that Georgia game and played in that game, that could be it. Or if he came back, seems like when he came back, he was just a shell of himself. I mean, really – they were, I think they were even lining up in pistol for like everything for him to be able to catch snaps and stuff. If I remember out. Oh, that's um, right. And, you know, Cheney had had some good offenses back in the day in his first run at Tennessee, but things didn't really light up until, you know, early. That was there was a nice early run with Derrick Rogers and Justin Hunter, and then there was a, a magical run in 2012 offensively mm-hmm. with Hunter and Cordero Patterson. But there was some real meh uninspiring performances there in the middle didn't have a lot of talent or outside of those guys so of course we had nice offensive lines from much of that time but still yeah uh, we were trailing often so that was my thought that injury might have derailed that record for him looks like it pulled that game up very quickly while you were on that 
conversation there. Michael Pilardi counted for two field goals that day. We finished with another score. Matt Sims ran it in a, from a yard out to finish that game. Georgia 20, Tennessee 12. Bray finished 18 for 33, 251 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Mm. So I'm going to have to believe that's where that took place. So shame stinks for Tyler Bray there. That obviously could have been much higher. Absolutely. Much higher. But props to Hendon, bro. There's some really solid quarterbacks on that list. A lot of it. I'm going to give credit to this Josh Hopple system. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, for guys like Peyton, I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm going to credit Cutcliffe and his wizardry and same thing for Eric Ainge there. <clears throat> but good stuff for Hendon, man. Could not be happier for that guy. Kid runs to him after the game is over with a little drawing. And he's like, hey, man, is this for me? Of course, he doesn't talk like that. Yeah. But he's so anyway, he's just a he's just a people person, man. Couldn't have couldn't be happening to a better dude. Not like we're talking about a Baker Mayfield here, which is just mm, fantastic. Mm, mm. The Tennessee defense, whole nother story. Yeah. Do we have any updates on the reasons Kamal Haddon, Christian Charles, Jawan Mitchell were all out? What in the world? Nope. I've I've heard about a hamstring or something of the like for Kamal Haddon. And then it seems like when Christian Charles left the field against Alabama that he was limping pretty heavily. But I don't know the reasoning there. And Juwan Mitchell, I don't know. I don't recall him being dinged against Alabama. So hopefully he's kept his nose clean, stayed out of trouble. And it's just a maintenance thing, um, something like that. Yeah, you know, I don't really know outside of that. Uh, nor do I know why Jalen McCullough was air quotes cleared, but didn't suit up against UT Martin either. I don't know what the deal is there. Um, seems like there's still maybe a little bit more to iron out. Potentially, I don't know. But, um, you know, we had Hoffel tell us last week that he wasn't suspended. Right. Um, and then we get the news after that, that he's been cleared by the school. So I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. And I know that, you know, Hopple, as much as anyone, as any coach in the league, will keep that stuff close to the vest. Mm-hmm. So, I just like, hopefully we'll see resolution with the secondary and Juwan Mitchell big time before this Kentucky game. Yeah, well, regarding the secondary, I mean, you, you nailed that section. Regardless of the secondary, of who was there, we allowed 301 passing yards, which they only ran 29 times. And some of those were going to be scramble drill, I believe. Yeah, because wins the quarterback for UT Martin win has got five carries, negative eight yards. So yes, <clears throat> but they were playing catch up pretty much the whole time. I mean, yeah, late into the first quarter, things started to fall apart for those guys. Needless to say, it's a lot of yards given up. We're just, I'm afraid in the long run. And tell me if I'm being negative here. And in the long run, this is what's going to be the thing that's costing us because I don't know where this conversation is coming from that we're being compared to 2019 LSU, and I haven't got your thoughts on that. Yeah, I just, I just don't think that's close. I don't think that's fair. I think 2019 LSU, not that they would handle us soundly, but I think they're going to come out on the winning side of that. You had some, you had some dudes on that defense as well, mm-hmm. right? Sure not, did. Not that we don't have players right i mean because because we do but we don't we don't we don't have a devin white and, and do right. like that so anyway um i'm assuming that you don't agree with that comparison no i don't agree with that comparison just quite i think tennessee's offense could hang 
with LSU 2019. I really do. Um, you look at that Alabama game, you look at the ease in which the offense operated for most of the day against Florida. Um, they had a, a somewhat similar game with Texas that came down to a late, a later touchdown to pull away. You could compare that maybe to the pit game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but they had a lot more weapons defensively. I mean, they, they just did. Yeah. Um, and then they had a room full of receivers that are better than Kayshawn Boutte yeah. uh, is right now. So, I mean, they would have definitively, I mean, a shootout would have been the best option, but the, over the seat, you know, like game by game comparison, I just don't think Tennessee's there right now. Um, other than that defense, you know, again, I think the, uh, I think the I, th- I think the offense for Tennessee is there, but I don't think the defense is anywhere close to what LSU was capable of. Even though they gave up some some crooked numbers that year as well, but yeah. again, they were scoring so frequently, not as fast mm-hmm. as Tennessee does in a lot of games, but they're scoring so frequently, your defense is going to get got sometimes. So sure. Tennessee probably would have you know put some points up, had a shootout, but I agree. I think I think Joe Burrow and that offense would have won the game. Um, agreed with that. I don't know if there's much of a conversation there. I- defensively I just don't know that we can do enough to hang around I mean can you imagine that LSU offense against our current defense I mean that you talking about and this it's nothing against our dudes I love our dudes mm-hmm. I, I, I mean I, I really love this team but my heavens yeah. my heavens we had our leading tacklers were McDonald and Turrentine when that's wow. your secondary that's just not good yeah that's that's pretty indicative of what's going on in the rest of the on the rest of the defense. But a lot of dudes saw playing time. A lot of dudes saw a uh, lot. Uh, so like Kayla Perry and D. Williams got corner time. Solomon Page got uh, a handful of uh, or lots of minutes actually. You had uh, Josephs get a lot of snaps. Pierce get snaps. Um, Harry West got a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's very exciting. I was excited to see a lot of those guys get get a lot of time there. So just keep it on track with the way we're doing this. Secondary, I'm, 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 gosh, I will give the secondary as a whole like a C. Yeah. And you, and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give old um, William Wright. A B minus. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He, you know, he showed as, as well, we've been, we've played a lot of zone this year and, and William Wright showed as much or more instinct on that one play where he picked that ball off as, you know, maybe you might go back to the first play of the season before you talk about instinct like that, because there was some, some baiting elements to what Tamarion McDonald, McDonald did to the ball state offense on that play. Yeah. The pressure was enormously in their face. I mean, even on the trickeration, it didn't matter. But, and, you know, like I said, there were some some baiting elements to, to Mary McDonald's pick there. But, dude, William Wright, man, just reading the quarterback the whole way. The quarterback kind of locked in on that guy, and he said, my ball. So, yeah. yeah, I'm good with him getting a B or, or more. But, yeah, I'm with you. on The rest of the secondary, everyone else, even his performance outside of that play, no better than a C for me. I mean – yeah, they were playing catch up. Yes, they passed the ball with forty-seven attempts yesterday. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And heck, you held them to, held them to twenty-six completions, twenty-eight completions if you count in the backup. Um, so that's a pretty decent completion percentage. But it is UT Martin. You don't need to give up three hundred yards to every opponent, and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with you. The logical football mind. That's the opportunity for Tennessee to lose games, whether it's one that they maybe 
should lose or still very heavily considered to lose in Georgia or whether it's allowing someone that has no business beating this team Mm -hmm. to do so because the defense, man, the secondary, you know, yes, they're giving quarterbacks less time. They're forcing a lot more uh, panic from the quarterbacks, but they just, they're not great at what they do. And we're as thin there as anywhere else. I mean, that's by far the thinnest position and they're getting eat up. I didn't notice any kind of difference between Jalen McCullough and Danico Slaughter. Yeah, I'm with that. In fact, I, I actually do like Slaughter's instincts and, you know, his break for the ball, his break for the ball carriers, his hitting is very nice. Um, not that McCullough can't lay you out, but he he hits very hard. And I think that was something that we talked about when he was signed with Tennessee back in the day. Um, I like his instincts. I'm sure he'll have a, a leg into that job next year. Yeah. But yeah, there's not a great deal of difference between someone who's been here for a long time in Jalen McCullough mm-hmm. and a, a little bit younger player in Danico Slaughter. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Linebackers. So with linebackers, I'm also going to bring up the UT Martin rushing attack, 29 carries as a whole, 76 total yards. Their longest run was 13, and they had a 10-yard carry and a 9-yard carry, some other longs for other players. <clears throat> this sole Zach Wallace led the way for led, uh, led the way for them, 10 carries, 35 yards, 2.6 total as as uh total stat line there for the skyhawks <laughs> <laughs> i uh i continue there's just a there's just a narrative here that has been developed where we can't we can't defend the pass we just can't and it's time and nobody's talking about this it's time to start saying all right martinez bro What's up? Yeah. Because it's not like it's not like we don't have athletes back there. Right. right. But at least that's my thought anyway. Cause no, I'm great. I'm with you. You know, and we've we've talked a ton about Christian Charles being new to the position, start, circa spring ball, new mm-hmm. to the position. Never ideal to move a safety or a, a you know, a nickel potential guy to to corner. It's never ideal, but he's athletic. And then you had the slew of Burrell, Haddon. Deshaun Rucker is supposedly one of the fastest guys on the team, you know, yeah, burn. and I'm with you. It's just, it's not showing that we have athletes back there. They're not, and maybe it's hard to do this in midseason, but they're not getting better right now. Um, they're not showing much improvement week to week. And I understand the quarterbacks that we're facing as well are really good. We're playing good opponents, but mm-hmm. yeah, very concerning. Sure. Sure. We're talking about week eight. We are who we are. Yeah. At this point, we know who we are, and if it gets better, then then hey, hallelujah, praise God. That means yeah. somebody has sacrificed their lamb. But <laughs> I just I don't see it improving. But yeah, along with that narrative remains the narrative. Man, we can defend the run. Yeah, we can. Um, and I actually liked the way that UT Martin tried to run the ball. They yeah. they ran a lot of you know a lot of trap looking stuff a lot of zone looks where they would just pull a lot of guys over i thought it was a good plan of attack and it created some holes but like you mentioned long run of 13 a couple of runs of nine and 10 mm-hmm. 76 is a team on on almost 30 carries that's that's good run defense and you know really uh, whoever you play that's pretty good run defense we got after their quarterback a little bit i thought 
Um, I think I think both teams gave up two sacks, and I think they actually had a couple more tackles for loss, like seven to five over us. But mm-hmm. you know, they I thought they had a pretty good plan of attack. But yeah, I love love this run defense, and I think that'll be tested again as much as it's been all year against Kentucky and Georgia within the next couple of weeks. Good stuff. Grade on the linebackers. Linebackers, I'll still go with like a uh, just a just a B kind of business approach yesterday. No one was great against the pass, but against the run, they were very solid. And it's not even like they threw a bunch of stuff over the middle where our linebackers were defending that. It was true. It was on the very edge true. and 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 deep. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I mean, our linebackers are who they are. They're solid. I love them. I mean, yeah, freaking love. I'm still in love with Aaron Beasley, man. Mm, me too. I will say, as we move our way down to the guys with the hands in the dirt, Tyler Barron, I just don't know what to say about him at this point. It's just a little – it's a little disappointing. I yeah. mean, you're talking about a dude with a big body who stands yeah. at 6'5", at 260, and he accounted for one QB hurry yesterday. Yeah. And and maybe his, his impact is not being reflected on the stat sheet. But I can't think of a moment on the season where I go, Tyler Barron, bro, Tyler Barron. Well, the uh, the sad thing is I can think of one, and that okay. that you know not ideal. You want more. That's the point. But he he had a huge hit, and I think he may have even forced a fumble on Keaton Slovis, also the sack that knocked him out of the game. But that may have been an interior guy. I can't exactly remember. He was kind of that's that's probably his best game of the season, and it's game two. That that was game two. Yeah, we've now played seven. I think he's just solid. If that he and it's his consistency that gets him killed out there. I mean, we'll say this: Byron Young also only had one quarterback hurry yesterday, but I saw a lot less of him than I saw of Tyler Barron, and understandably so because he is so vital to this this past this this pass rush, and yeah. he's not bad against the run either. Yeah, but. Um, Tyler, Tyler Barron, inconsistent. Hopefully, hopefully he will pull it all together at some point in his career. I think he will probably have to come back next year in order to do that. And I think he's going to have to come back anyway if he desires to play NFL football. So, uh, yeah, want more out of him other than their, what they do against the run because that's very solid. I mean, his, his frame just screams out of this world potential, but it's just not being reflected and it's just not happening. Not yet. I mean, again. Exactly. Who knows at this point, but I still think at week eight, we just kind of have an idea. Yeah. Anyway, so defensive line as a whole, what you want to grade that one? Defensive line as a whole, I will go A minus. A minus. Okay. I was thinking more of a, a B plus. You didn't really have any like high impact plays, that, at least that I can think of anyway. I know that we accounted for a few sacks, but I believe our sacks came from beyond. Our front, did it not? Uh, you had Tyree West and okay. Solon Page with a sack. Okay, yep, Solon Page. And then so, and West, was his hand in the dirt on that one? I don't think That's it was. That's a good point. That's a good I, point. It may not have been. I don't know that it was. But anyway, beside the point. So, B plus, I mean, a, a lot of your run fit defense is going to have to do with gap discipline, which is, which your, um, <clears throat> excuse me, your D line is going to be responsible for. So, you know what? Across the board, man, solid performance. I think I think the thing that most Tennessee fans were concerned with was some kind of emotional high or letdown after this Bama game. I want to I want to kind of evaluate it this way by asking: Was the performance yesterday a good enough performance performance 
say against a Kentucky? The way we played yesterday, is that good enough to beat a Kentucky? Offensively, absolutely. Um, defensively, there's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter, and and frankly, the stats back it up on how many sacks Kentucky allows. That not ideal at all, but they are dangerous at their receiver position. They have a very, very, very good running back in Chris Rodriguez. I feel good about not letting Chris Rodriguez beat you, but -hmm. I think the way that Tennessee would lose that game would be if you added in additional turnovers, which I didn't even realize Gaston Moore threw a late interception. But if you added in additional turnovers, which is probably going to look like fumbles because Hendon Hooker is just safe for the ball, so you got to have your ball protection has got to be incredibly strong and – some of those tackling issues, you can't have those against Chris Rodriguez or Will Levis because he is a big boy. Mm-hmm. But the offensive performance, absolutely. Defense will have to create more pass rush and more zero, excuse me, negative to like two, three yard plays in order to win that game or maybe win it the way we're wanting to see him win it. Yeah, UT Martin likes to go hurry up fast, get the ball out quick. That doesn't strike me with Kentucky. That doesn't seem to be their offense. Mm-mm. More like a three-step, three, excuse me, three-step, even some five-step out of what I've seen with them, five-step drops. And if that's the case, I like I like the possibilities of, of getting home. I can see this unfolding very similar way the the pit game as far as our defense, <clears throat> their offense ordeal. Yeah. I see a lot of similarities between those two. Don't want to take these guys in overtime. That's not what I'm saying. But Mm-mm. as far as just the matchup in general, I see yeah. a lot of simulators there. Any other comments on this UT Martin 65-24 beatdown? No, that'll do it for me. You know, like I said, just pleased with the approach to the game. Love to have seen some of those things cleaned up, but it's totally fine because of the win that they were coming off of. Absolutely. Listen, guys, it's these games that need to remain on the schedule. It's these games that where the small schools pay the or get paid the loads of money. And it's for that reason, you have these small schools who can continue to offer football scholarships. You take this game off the schedule, you lose that opportunity for guys to play football who might not get another chance somewhere else. With that said, this is Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. Make sure that you're going and following, subscribing, pushing all the buttons. Tell your mama, your daddy, your your greasy granny, wherever she's at. Let her know to follow the pandemonium that reigns. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. God bless. Go balls. <laughs>